0: There is nothing worse than untapped potentials. If you know that you're made for more, this is the place. I know that every successful person I've ever met has one thing in common. They do not let themselves fall victim to their circumstances. They figure out a way to rise above it. So join me on this journey where I help you to be better, do better, and have better in life and in business. If you're feeling stuck and you're needing some practical tools, some hope to get you to that better life, this is definitely the place for you. you. Hey everyone, welcome to the Unstuck Podcast. I'm your host, Lashelle Weemey, and today we get a chance to hear from Patience Modavy. You guys, not only is she an NLP practitioner, but she's a life coach and she is going to really help us to to learn how to love ourselves in the midst of being stuck. And I just love her message and I love everything that she's doing. So good morning patience. It's so nice to see you. Thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And um from where I am, I am in London. So it's good. Oh is it that's right. That's right. You are in London. <laughs> um <laughs>
0: so- <laughs> Yes. Did you notice that I paused for just a second? Um, I'm so glad Dude, I like to I paused for a second. I'm like, it's morning here, but I wonder what... <laughs> that's right. So it's so good to see you. And thanks for joining me from London, my friend. And I would love so much for you to kind of do your your story justice. Why don't you tell us more about who you are and how you're trying to make a difference in the world these days?
1: Wow. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so glad to be here and hopefully I can help um, everybody uh, in the audience to understand um, how to reach out um, through within, (laughs) within but reach out um, to outside to everything. So to the good and the bad. So basically, um, um yeah, well so what, where do i start <laughs> there's so much yeah so do, could... yeah there is so much, so much that we about. can talk
0: about and so you some people might not know what nlp is so it's neurologistic programming and so you've studied essentially how our subconscious plays out in our current situation and how we might be self-sabotaging ourselves through you know previous programming that we we had no control over basically um when we were children and you also just have this passion for helping people to to love themselves in the middle of when things maybe aren't going so great and i I got to just ask you, where did the inspiration of that come from? I'm guessing that there's a story behind that of things that you personally have gone through that have led to this journey. So why don't you start there and tell us a little bit about where that journey
1: started? Yeah, that's per- that's actually perfect. <laughs> well, um, the reason the reason why I went into NLP um, and coaching uh, was really to support young people okay. and teenagers. The reason I wanted to support them is because when I was a teenager, um, I lost my mom at the age of wow. sixteen. So when I lost my mom, when I lost my mom. I uh, realized that um, there was so many things that I didn't have and I was lacking support into certain areas. Unfortunately, that led to a series of events in my life that then um, brought a bit of hardship and uh, quite a few challenges along the way. So uh, being an adult, uh, having worked with young people for um, quite some time, for actually 10 years um, previously, I started to want to do something that will really benefit young people in that way but what happened is that on my journey I also had other people who were drawn to me because I was giving um advice and I was actually supporting so many people into uh, seeing the best that they can see into their lives, and um, that brought um, actually, that brought me to open up, um, if I can say, uh, my area of uh, working and actually helping uh, young people on one side and also helping uh, women um, on another side. So, um everything in my life i believe has been leading yeah. me to where i am today so i've always i've always wanting to help people because i went through things and those things mm-hmm. were hard for myself so i would have wished to have someone yeah. like me at the time and therefore i'm there for other people um and hey, um, tell been, me a little bit more
0: about yes. you know when you say hardships that you have been through if you're willing to be vulnerable with yeah. me for a second and and talk to yes. me about some of those hardships How so that you? the people who are listening can can connect like oh my gosh like I've been through that too, because I think that sometimes when we know that there's somebody else that has gone through or is going through what we're going through, it makes us feel less alone. It makes us feel like there's hope that that I can get out of my situation. So will you describe to me a little bit about what you mean by hardships?
1: Yes. So, um, like I was saying before, so it all started when I lost my mom at the age of 16. So when I lost her, everything that I believe was true wasn't anymore. So everything that, um, because all my belief was shattered. I started to do things that I wouldn't do normally. So uh, I did not want to stay with my dad. And therefore I left okay. home really quickly. And when I left home really quickly, I ended up meeting um, someone which I thought would be my husband forever. And uh, unfortunately it did not pan out that way. And the reason why is because he had his own agenda and um it wasn't the same agenda, and therefore, uh, really early on, um, I was a really shy person, really um, kind of naive yeah. in terms of life. And uh, early on, I got caught up into his world, so he ended up um, basically ended up making me um, isolated. And really, by myself in his world, so I didn't have any mm-hmm. um, a lot of friends. I didn't have a lot of people that I could um, confine in. I wasn't seeing my family as mm-hmm. much as I would have if I was with yeah. someone who was supporting me, and that led that led to us um, getting divorced. So basically, by the age of twenty five, I was divorced, a single mother. And I realized that my son was autistic. Um, so everything came yeah. crashing down on me at the time. And I couldn't see I couldn't see further than what was happening at that time. All I could see was the hardship, everything that was happening, me being with someone who wasn't loving me but mm-hmm. was loving himself, uh, who wasn't a father to the son we had. And then uh, learning about the disability, mm-hmm of my son, and I had no um, prior understanding of what autism was. So there was a lot of difficulties into getting to um, with, with that, but I was in a period of grief. So basically from yeah. the age of 16 to the age of 25, I was in a period of grief. And, and um, things will happen, like for example, Every birthday, every family event, you know, like big events, I would be crying. I would be depressed. I wouldn't feel like I wanted to be celebrating or anything like that. And I couldn't see. I have to be honest with you, Michelle. Um, I couldn't see beyond all. I could see is that by the age of thirty, I would probably have a nervous breakdown and be in um, in a mental uh, institute. You know. In a place where because I felt like yeah. I couldn't cope, basically, that's how I felt, and I think that um so basically, I never learned how to be a woman, how to be my own individual until I reached a certain point where I was like, "What's gonna happen? Is my life is gonna is my life gonna stay the same mm-hmm. like this?" Is this what life is? And then I started to say, No, I'm 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 sure life is. That's not what life is. I'm sure God didn't didn't put us here so that we suffer every single day and we go through um, challenges after challenges. There must be something out there that is is worth you know living. So then I I started to change. My language, and it started just from the language, changing my language and saying, I'm not well today, but I will be tomorrow. So when people were calling me, <laughs> so the few friends I had at the time were calling me and were asking me, "Patients, are you okay? I was like, you know what? I'm not okay, but I will be tomorrow. I'm not okay, but I will be tomorrow. And I started mm-hmm. saying that sentence over and over and over. And and from there, I thought, well, what's, what's going to happen? You've got to take charge in some way. What are you going to do? And I, And then from there, I just started to go like, well, let's go to the basics. What do I need to survive? What does my son need to survive? I concentrated on my son first because mm-hmm. he was the priority. And then I decided that being 25... So I'm going to say it again but being 25, divorced, single mother, which was never right. what I had planned, um was it was not my um that was not my legacy and I was going to change that. And for where I there started I love that because,
0: you know, so many times we can get into this state where we recognize that we're grieving, that we're sad, we're depressed, that things are triggering us and that we haven't quite healed from them. And that life did not turn out the way that you thought it would and that things are really, really hard. And sometimes people just decide to give up, right? They're just like, I I don't even know, This this, this isn't for me. But you decided that your life was not going to look the same in the future. You decided that you were ready to do something about it and make those changes. And I love how you had to come to that point in your life, right? Where you had to make that decision. Like, this is not where I'm supposed to be. This is not the legacy that I want to have. This is not the life that I want to live Mm -hmm. until God decides that I don't need to be here anymore. I don't want this for myself. I don't want this for my son. And you decided that day or that moment or that, you know, time to start doing something about it. And I literally cannot wait to to walk along this journey with you and and really start from that moment and and lead us through what that moment and where you were then to to where you are now. And you guys, I we're gonna be we're gonna be just just tied to every single word. So make sure that you grab your notebooks, but really quick first, what we want to do is, um, we want to take a quick moment and I need to introduce you guys. I need to introduce you to something that I've been working on. I am so stinking excited. Not only is it going to help you to be better, do better and have better, but Also including in that is the balance that you need. So I can help you to work smarter, not harder, and accomplish everything that you want, but keep your sanity. So I cannot wait to tell you all about it. So I'm gonna do that quickly, and then we're gonna get right back into patient's story and how we can learn from her exactly step-by-step and what she did. All right, so guys, I'll see you in a second. Okay, Patience. I have been waiting patiently <laughs> to hear the rest of your story. Oh my goodness. So tell me, you made that decision. You said that you had to prioritize. You had to decide like, what do I have to just live and survive? And, and so kind of tell us a little bit more about some of the things that you did.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so basically it was either I was like surviving, or I was living and thriving. So I chose to live yes. and thrive, and, and not just right. um, not just survive. And um, so so basically, it started it started really naturally with understanding that I I have I have always been a dreamer, um, and I thought, and I I stopped dreaming basically. Yeah. So I stopped dreaming for that whole period of time in my life. I stopped dreaming and and I started to dream again. I started to envision a future that would be better for me and for my son. So it started really. It started with the first step. Really was decluttering, and I decluttered um, the people who were Mm -hmm. in my environment. Because most of the people in my environment um, at the time were people who were not going to be going on the path with me. There weren't people that needed to do the journey with me. And I started to... um, you know, really gently uh, and then not in a bad way or anything like that, not in a like, right, right, <laughs> you're not
0: right, my right. Friend anymore. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not <laughs> talking to you <laughs> anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: but, but, <laughs> <laughs> not in that way, but in a way, in a way more of like, I think I need to be conscious of who I am with and the right. energy that they're bringing yep. into my life and my son's life. So he started he started like this and then I started affirming things in my life. I started saying that I didn't want to be alone. Yes, I had this um this history of being with someone and wasn't the right person for me, but I could find someone else. And unfortunately in my environment at the time, most of the people, the women in my life, they were either alone Or with somebody that they didn't want to be with and i was like no i'm sure i can find somebody who is gonna be perfect for me and i started saying that and i said i'm by myself today but tomorrow i will be with someone that will respect me and that like my son, love my son, as if he was his own son, and etc. And basically, I kind of like, not doing it in a notebook, not writing anything in a notebook, but in my mind, I started envisioning this person. And unbeknown to myself, this person was already in my life. <laughs> but that's another thing. So that person was a, a friend already, and we just grew from the friendship and we ended up actually getting married and we have two more kids.
0: That's wonderful. So. <laughs> and I gotta, I'm going to ask you something real quickly, because I think that sometimes too, when people are stuck, they have a hard time even dreaming. And that's one of the things that you said you started with is just dreaming for that life of better. And then you started to declutter the, the relationships in your life that were not going to bring you out of that place. And I think that sometimes when we lack our self-worth, when we're getting in our own heads, when we're stuck we don't we can't get to the point of dreaming and and it, we definitely don't feel like we're worthy enough to to get rid of relationships that aren't helping us because we are afraid of being alone or being rejected because our self-worth is so low and especially if you got out of a relationship that that you weren't, you know, getting that love and attention that you deserved sometimes that can even contribute to that low self-worth and so i just got to ask you what what were you able to do to make sure that you gave yourself that permission, that encouragement to not only dream, but to start to give yourself the permission, I guess, to surround yourself with the healthiest of people?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think, um, so when you are in a place where you can't see, um, the future or mm-hmm. you can see your best yeah. self in the future. Um, you need to, first of all, acknowledge what is happening there at that time. And I think that's one thing that a lot of people do not acknowledge. They don't say, well, this is the position in which I am today. So doing that already, it kind of hits a nail because you're like, Ooh, oh, is this what I don't Okay, that's how I, that. I get it. Okay. But so that's here. where you were
0: saying like, I am not doing okay today, but I will be tomorrow because it's that acknowledgement of where you are and that like, okay, awareness of this is not where I want to be. So what can I bring into my life tomorrow? And I love that. That's such a great, simple way to, to start by acknowledging it out loud and then saying what you want. But, but
1: when, you think about, when you think about it, um, if you, If someone calls you now and says, hi, Rachel, are you okay? You'll yes, I'm fine. That's what you're going to say automatically. But but you might not be fine. You might be having a, a worry. You might be in a difficult situation. But the reflex that we all have is to say, yes, I'm fine. Well, no, I'm not fine, but today I will be it's already you are acknowledging that i am at a stage right now where i'm not at my best and it's fine it is okay to be there because tomorrow will be different yeah i (laughs)
0: love that so much okay so (laughs) you you, so you said that you know you started to speak to yourself differently you started to have more awareness of of where you were and whether or not you wanted to stay there and you started to speak that positivity into your life, you started to surround yourself with the right people. Like you said, you weren't around people that had healthy relationships. So how could you possibly bring those into your own life? So, so keep telling us a little bit more about what you did and any other things that we can learn from you.
1: Yes, sure. So then, and then it started. So basically we have so many areas in our life that needs to be uh, in balance. In order for us to to be fine you know so for example in terms of finances in terms of career in terms of um and when i say relationship like obviously there's friendship but there's also mm-hmm. within your own family um you know people right. who are really close to you so basically as I, I, I think i started I started with first of all the relationships with people around me at the time. Then I went into my career, and I and um, at the time where I got divorced, uh, well, not well, not when I got divorced. So it takes a, a time to get divorced in England. But basically, from the time when we separated, I was unemployed. So I was like, "Wow, what do you do when you're unemployed? And you can't you can't." You can't afford the things right. that you need for, you know, for yourself. So I went into looking into getting employed and, and I got a, a first job, with, which was not really what I wanted to do, but it was paying the bills. And from there, I told myself, oh, this is only for a time. So one year, two years, boom, I, I moved. And I moved into things that were more in aligned with myself. Things that were more uh, going. So I'm a nurturer. I, I, I care for people. I think I will always do that. And um, so I went into working with young people. And then I stayed there for like about 10 years. Um, and that was amazing. Like, it was amazing to be there and to have this kind of like mm-hmm. um, influence yeah. on young people. And at the same time, knowing that I was helping them um, where I could have, you know, what I wish yeah. I had yeah. at the time <laughs> where I was young. Yes. So,
0: tell us a little um, bit more about some of the things um, <laughs> that you did. To help these young people that you wish you would have had for yourself so tell us a few of those things that you would do
1: so basically um so i'm I'm French, so I left France um when I was like nineteen to come to London, and at the time, I had no idea of what it is that I could do or I could not do, and um what happened is that I quickly went into the let's find quickly a job and let's find a room to rent mm-hmm. and you know the usual yeah. like life things and i didn't I didn't think that there was other routes that I could take. And I and I feel like when I was working with young people in projects or in places, there are so many opportunities for young people that they are not aware of. And therefore they feel that they feel like they are stuck in their ways when actually they don't need to be. And when they are presented with so many opportunities, boom, you see the change and you see this thing like, oh I can do that, I can go there. And and you see all of those things. And it was amazing because basically I was also teaching them French at <laughs> the French culture. So I used to take them on outing and we'll go to the cinema, watch French yeah. film and, you know, do things, <laughs> do things um, in French in here, in, in England. Um, and you could see the way that um, they were just happy just to be doing um, some things that someone would find so trivial, but actually was bringing mm-hmm. them another oomph, another, mm-hmm. okay. you know, yeah. breath breath of fresh air, and and that that really um, that's something that I really loved. I really loved doing that, and then but then moving on <laughs> into moving on into. Um, what happened into the journey um from there I, I left and the reason why i left is because i felt like um although you want to do so many things for young people you still have the policies and the procedures and this kind of institutional um institutional um way of doing things so basically um young people were, that we could have helped in other ways we couldn't because, you know, um, mm-hmm. money or, you know, the company and things like that. And I felt I felt sometimes that, it, it, I don't know, I felt a bit of heartache sometimes about the way that we were helping them. I felt like we were helping them, mm-hmm. but not yeah. as much yeah. as what we could have done. And um, therefore, I came to that time where I left and I moved on. But uh, in one thing that I have realized that really helped and this is something that people uh, in general, they they tend to forget is that when you learn something, you when you learn something and you implement it in your life, what happens is that you are bringing this thing um, forward. So basically, what you are doing is like you're not just taking information. You are taking information and then you are implementing it. And that's bringing more of um, more of the good vibes, more of the positivity in your life. So I feel like sometimes, um, especially if you are in a place where you feel like you are really in a dark place, you can use little things. To support yourself, so for example, it could be listening to an audio or listen even to a podcast that will really inspire you. But what happens in that way is that using that one thing that you will hear in this maybe thirty minutes um, audio or or maybe reading a uh, ten page of a book. What you've learned in it and implementing it into your life will definitely elevate your 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 spirits at some point. And what happened is that you don't have to be somebody who's really into books or really intellectual to have those kind of things. You're just bringing little things into your life yeah. every single day. And this is and I guess on my journey, this is what I've done. I've bring little things that have elevated my spirit and have kept me going on. And that you can do, um, you can do it without having to spend money or anything it, like that. It totally that does. Makes sense. And I'm going to kind know.
0: of wrap all of that up in, in what I've heard you say. When you were helping the young people, what I noticed that you said was that you helped them to see that there was a world out there bigger than what, they were aware of, and that one of the things that you enjoy doing was teaching them about French culture. Now I can translate that into yeah. as an adult. I think that sometimes we feel stuck because we need to show up, we need to pay the bills, we need to you know be able to rent the room. Um, we we don't have the skills, we don't have the upbringing. Our parents never in you know told us about such and such a thing, so we get stuck in this rut of what we have to do in order to pay the bills because we have responsibilities and we have things and and we don't allow ourselves to think about all of the possibilities that are there. And I think that it's really cool when you take your your immersion into the French culture, it can be anything that we choose to just learn something more about. And when we learn about new things that we don't have any idea about, what it does is it opens up our creativity. It opens up our spirit in order for us to all of a sudden start seeing things that we never saw before, considering things we never considered before. And so I love that because what you've basically done today, Patience, is giving us hope that, that there is a life that is beyond what we can see in front of us. And that even though you knew that you needed to at 25 you know get a job and pay the rent you were able to say this is where what i'm doing with, this is what i'm choosing for now and i'm open to the possibility of better and and I, you guys, I just yes. think that it's okay for you to show up and clock in and clock out at work right now because it's it needs to be done to pay the bills. Acknowledging that, just like we're we're all the things that we've learned from you today, acknowledging that, like I'm going to go to work today. I don't love this, but tomorrow I'm going to look for something better, or something to that effect. I don't know if you could say it better than I can because yes. I'm just trying to learn, you know, and implement what you're teaching me today. And I just think that no matter what stage of life you're in, no matter how taxing things are, no matter where you're faced with and the overwhelm that you have in front of you, to to make it a point to learn something new every day, to introduce more creativity, to implement something small into your life every day, acknowledging where you're at out loud, and then giving yourself that encouragement that tomorrow is gonna be better. And I think that we have opened yeah. ourselves up to all kinds of
1: possibilities. It's true, and 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 you see, like when you open up the opportunities, or when you're doing something small and you're putting it, what you're doing actually is creating anchors. You're creating anchors in your life. You're anchoring this better life every single day, every single step. So. In, in general, when when you feel like there is no hope, it's really difficult to see the the, mm-hmm. the future. But what about now? What about in ten minutes? What about in an hour? What about tomorrow? What about that? So you, you can see you you can see that you can implement a small thing. It could be something else, you know. It could be uh, bringing in an object that will be the reminder that every time you see that object, you remember that, oh, there's something coming. Oh, tomorrow is going to be better. Oh, this is happening. You know, it could be this book. Like, for example, some people, they want to be a writer and maybe they've struggled for so long and, you know, procrastination and life and people's opinion and things like that. But if you have... This one thing that always make you remember, that could be a really symbolic thing like a pen or, you know, a book that you really love and you put it in front of you and you have this every day at some point is going to, you're going to reach out to do an action at some point, because you're going to have this reminder every single day. And doing in one small them.
0: little step, one small step is gonna to help to, to get that momentum going. I love everything that you are ta- taught us today. You're such an inspiration, all the things that you've been through and how you are not only using that as fuel to make your own life better, but how you're trying to help other people. And I'm just so appreciative of you. Is there anything that we haven't had a chance to discuss that you are really, really wanting to share with our audience before we wrap up our conversation?
1: Yes, there's know, so many I things. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think one, one, one podcast is totally agree. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, there's so many things I want to say, but if I could just um, say one thing before we wrap up, is that is that um, you create, you are the one who creates your reality. Uh, but before you create this reality, um, you can and vis- like visualize this right. um reality. It might not be it might not be true right now, it might not be true right at this time, but you could just basically having that um that little shining, you know, that little star there up yeah. hanging over you is is gonna actually is gonna actually bring some hope and some faith that you can do much more. So I will say, if I can just wrap up- Yeah, in take, your a few, take your time. Take your time. A few, yeah. <laughs> so, um, first of all, change your language. Try and use a more positive language. Try and 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 use a language that is gonna um, uplift you more than something that is going to bring you down. Second, look at your environment and change what you can change. You might not be able to change where you live right now. It's fine. You just accept that. But bring something into where you live that is going to bring you that anchor that, oh, I'm going to change this soon. You know, this is going to happen soon. Then um, a big thing is to start learning to dream. But before um, you do that, and if you see that you can't do the visualization, you can use other things. So you can use a blanket, or you can use something that makes you feel at ease or in safety when you're touching it. You can use a candle so that you've got the smell of this something better. It could be that, I don't know, you would love to live on the beach but you can't live on the beach right now. Just have a candle that smells of the sea, you know, in your house. That's not gonna cost a lot of money, but it's gonna be a reminder of what it is that you, you want. And also and also ask for help. Reach out for people who you know will be able to help you or will be able to support you in in terms of accountability and being there for you when you need that person to listen to you so that's that's quite important make sure that person is somebody who's, who's a positive yeah. person as well you know uh, that, that would help <laughs> and somebody that that actually share your values so they, they, there will be no point into finding someone who does not share your values but mm-hmm. someone who share your values and will be able to give you that support when you feel like yeah. you can't go on and then and then another thing as well is um, to, to start, like I was saying, learning. So learning little things in your life every day and implementing it will start to open up the opportunities. And, and even if at the time where um, you are listening to this, you don't know what you want to do tomorrow, that's fine. You don't need to figure out everything you want to do. You just need to do one thing and another thing. And that will bring up, um, that will open up the doors um, for you. I There's so many things I want I to know. say. But, uh, and, you
0: know, one of the I things is that like, I, I know we can talk all day. And so this is a thing, like, we'll probably just have to continue this conversation later for sure. But one of the things that I found is that when it comes to dreaming, that often we are hung up by just not believing that it's possible for us. And it sounds to me like your steps that you've given us really help with that, because if we do one tiny, small thing that's consistent with that better life, and we continue to do that tiny, small thing day in and day out, we're going to start to build that belief muscle, don't you think? And so sometimes it's not that we have to believe it to start, we have to sometimes just get into action and then adopt the belief later because of the action
1: yeah and and the thing is like you said so getting to the action can be difficult but if you start changing the language you are then now more inclined into yeah. giving into the can you the give action? me a couple
0: of examples so, of language that you would so try to change up
1: yes um so basically um but mm-hmm. the word but so we always use the word but um, yeah. into our conversation. I think I I do it as well. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to do it less. Um, I'm a bit more aware of it. But it's like using but. So when you're using but, what you're doing is that you're saying a sentence and you're negating the the rest. You're actually negating what you just said yeah. with the other one. I would love to go to the cinema, but. Uh, and then you find an excuse and you put it there, (laughs) you know, (laughs) Um, when actually you could say, I would love to go to the cinema, and I also need to go and do my shopping, so I might be a bit, um, you know, I might have a little bit of a time problem in that sense, so instead of saying no, can because wait, that wait. is really, yeah. no. <laughs> instead of saying no, <laughs> yes, you've you've actually said I've got the and yeah. What do I do? So that that's that's one example. Another example, which is like really, um, and I don't know if you know about um, this author. She's um, she's called Denise um, duffield Thomas, and basically uh, she talks about uh-huh. money, money mindset, and things like that and basically, one that she often said, which I think is a really good example, is when you say um, uh, when a child picks up some money, and you know they, they're a child, so they, they put yeah. it in their mouth, uh-huh. or they're playing with it, you're like, no, 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 money is dirty. Well, no, money is not dirty, but the fact that you're saying mm-hmm. that, you're then thinking that mm-hmm. actually money is dirty. So you're bringing that kind of, um, yeah. of energy yeah. and subconscious into your wonder, life. I mean. So it's just
0: changing, uh, yes. Yeah, yes. so what would you say instead or yes. just, just catching yourself and not so
1: doing that? that? You said, oh, the money was just on the floor. So maybe we can clean it before you yeah. play with it. <laughs> you know, or oh, maybe be careful. If you, put, if you put it in your mouth, yeah. you could, you know, <laughs> money doesn't somebody. go in our mouths. <laughs> well, like, I think, yeah, and 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 money yeah. is not guilty. Yeah. So that's a, something else that um, that's another conversation that um, I think there's a lot there's a lot of belief we have around things in our lives when we feel like actually we can't we have to. We've been yeah, kind yeah, of like program. brainwashed, uh-huh. if yeah. I can see it like that. Since we, yes, yes. And, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Actually, what? Yeah. Yeah. And actually, what that brings is that it brings other vibes into your life that just what the sentence that you said. So, well, if money is dirty, do you really want the money or you don't want it? A
0: hundred percent. And that's so powerful about language. And so not only is the language that we use a outward indicator of maybe what's going on inside of our subconscious, but... We also, the things that we say without thinking of it, add to that programming into our subconscious. So words are really powerful. And that's where NLP comes in is that we recognize the powerful connection and association between our words and what actually is going on in our subconscious programming. And so it's such a fascinating field. I'm so grateful for you and everything that you were able to share with us today. And I know that other people are gonna be like me and they're like, oh my gosh, I need to know this woman more. I need to know what she's about. I could have talked to you all day. So we will make sure you guys that you have all of the ways to connect with patients in our show notes. And I will also put the name of that author that you mentioned, if you wouldn't mind just messaging me back. And we'll make sure that we have that in the show notes as well yeah. so that if somebody wants to to pick up that work. But it's been such an honor to talk to you today. I'm so grateful that you were able to share with everything. Thank and you. one of the things that we always do is we ask our guests to give us one coaching question or one question to ponder that we can think about that's going to help us to get from where we are to where we want to be. So what is a question that you would ask our audience to think about that's going to help them move forward?
1: okay um, oh. so if um, if you had um, no limitation love what it would you like to I do? love it
0: and and if you have no limitations guys what would you do and I think that's such a powerful powerful question and one of the things that I love to do patience is I don't give you guys a heads up that I'm going to ask you that. And I think it's so fun just to see kind of where the spirit leads you to, to share. And so I'm so grateful that you shared that with us. So thank you so much for everything you guys. I hope that you got out of this as much as I did. And we want to make sure that you're blessing or we're blessing you in every way possible. So make sure that you leave us a review. Make sure that you connect with us. Let us know that this is helping you. And if you haven't already, take a quick screenshot or tell people um, that you're listening to the Unsec podcast and your stories. Invite them along the journey because we want to continue to bless people on every single leg of this journey. So thanks everybody for joining us. And until next time, continue to be better, do better, and have better. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Unstuck Podcast. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. And don't forget to check out the show notes if you want to get into my private club, The Better Club, to be able to learn better ways to be better, do better, and have better. So until next time, keep showing up. Let's get unstuck together. Have a great day.